This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Becky All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now to talk about the NBA ja- draft is Kristen Peak, NBA draft analyst for Yahoo Sports. And Kristen, when we are looking at the top of the draft, it really does feel like it's just three people: Victor Wimbanyama and some combination of Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson. And I'm wondering if there is any possible conceivable way that a fourth player could break into that top three, or are we absolutely sure those are the top three guys? It's just a matter of order. I don't think so. Not this late. Um, By the way, that little intro, I had like the biggest smile on my face, just like being there last year and like, like, and seeing the reaction of Paolo going one. Um, But yeah, uh, I don't think Mm -hmm. so. I mean, if you are a betting man, bet the house. Victor Wimbanyama is going to go number one. That is like a foregone conclusion. At number two, it's still going to be either Brandon or Scoot. Both of them met um, with Michael Jordan in Charlotte yesterday. Um, I'm not sure if they conducted any more workouts. Um, and then after that, it's another mix. It's another tier of like a men and Nassar Thompson, the twins out of Overtime Elite, and Cam Whitmore as well. So that, those are kind of the tiers towards the top. From what I'm hearing, neither a man or a star really had great workouts in Charlotte. We didn't hear a lot of buzz from them. Typically, if there's another player in that discussion at two or three, we would already have heard it by now. So as things stand right now, you're right. It's going to go Victor, either Brandon or Scoot. And then after that, we don't know if there's going to be trades. We don't know anything. Like one trade in that top five could completely change the trajectory of this draft. So I'm excited for Thursday for sure. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, so it's one of those drafts where it starts at two because we all know what's happening at one. And the odds are saying, well, it's probably going to be Scoot because he's a a minus 275 favorite to go number two overall. Uh, For the Hornets, what do you think the debate is between Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller? Is it, okay, this is the better player? This is the better fit. And uh, which side do you lean on? That if you're in that spot, what are you looking for, fit or talent? Absolutely. I mean, that's exactly the debates and the conversations that they're having in the front office and ownership and management. But, yeah, it's uh, if you're looking at what they already have with LaMelo Ball as um, their, their star point guard, their young budding point guard, um, is it do you slide in Brandon Miller, who's six foot nine, who brings some parameter shooting? And, uh, and defense, or do you go more so with Scoot Henderson, who we all saw what he did against Victor Wembanyama in October in, those, in a pair of two games, and he's clearly the second-best prospect in this class and already has experience playing for the G League Ignite for two years in the G League, and by the way, dominated. So do you bring him in, and then you have two playmakers, and you just 
figure out a way to make it work or do you or do you draft based on fit and get um, a player like Brandon Miller who needs to add a little bit more muscle mass to his body but also projects as like another possibly all-star wing in the NBA. Kristen, thank you so much for joining us. We're excited for the draft as well. I'm probably going to butcher this. Um, French is not my forte, but Victor Wembanyama's teammate, Koulibaly, is getting some a lot of attention lately and some top 10 consideration. I saw on your mock draft, you have him at 14. He's obviously the youngest player in the draft. His draft position, you could bet over or under 11 and a half. Is there a case for this guy to go top 10? Yes, absolutely. I think he's going to be at play uh, Utah at nine, depending on, you know, who's left on the board. I know the Jazz really like Anthony Black. I think he's gone in the top seven, eight. There's also, you know, the you they could also go a different direction and get some um, length at the wing with Taylor Hendricks to – you know, won't need as much more development as Bilal Kulubali. So that would slip. He would then slip probably to 12 or 14 to the Oklahoma City Thunder or um, the New Orleans Pelicans. But absolutely, he's in play at, at nine, I think, especially. I don't think I can't see the Mavericks taking him at 10. They're looking for more length and rim protection, either with Taylor Hendricks if he's there or Derek Lively out of Duke, who, you know, is one of the biggest risers in this draft class. Chris, and I'm wondering, broad picture when it comes to the NBA draft, if there are teams that you know of right away that like to draft the best player available versus those that are drafting for need, and if there are, say, general managers and specific front office folks who prefer drafting for need over, uh, you know, best available or vice versa. You know, it's different every year, and it's, it's so funny because we see names called earlier than all of us draft analysts expect. I mean, we spend an entire year watching and scouting these players. And then we'll have, you know, a Cam Johnson from North Carolina, who was a projected late first, early second round pick, being picked up at 11 by the, by the Phoenix Suns, you know. And so there's always going to be, there's always those chances that we get it all wrong. And, and that organization, kudos to them, are holding their cards close to their chest. But just looking inside the top 10, you're, we're looking at Indiana at seven and, you know, they need some more presence in the, in the post, in the lane. So I think that's why they're considering Jarris Walker and possibly Taylor Hendricks. But then last week there were reports that they brought in Kansas wing Grady Dickin for a last minute workout. So is that they're going to trade down to the back half to get some more perimeter shooting or would they take Grady Dick at seven? I don't see that happening, but if you're looking for, team need or best player possible best player possible I think at that juncture is going to be Jarris Walker he fills the team need as well but they could also trade down and try to pick up some you know perimeter shooting alongside what they have budding in the backcourt there and in what they uh, picked up last year with Ben Matherin. Uh, Christian, what about uh, Cam Whitmore here? Uh, the over-under on his draft position is five and a half. And in your latest mock, you're right there uh, at five. But I've also heard some chatter that that he could possibly break into the, the top three. And you noted in your latest piece that he could fall down the draft boards. What are you hearing about Whitmore? Cam Whitmore is all over the place. And I, I chalk that up just a pure smoke, right? Like we saw him working out. Uh, with Chris Brickley and Carmelo Anthony, he looked 
great. Um, I saw him this morning in the hotel lobby um, downstairs getting breakfast. He looks calm. He's not panicking. Um, usually, if a player is falling, I'm hearing from an agent or anyone trying to protect that, you know, and or we find out why he's falling. And there is no – every team I talk to, they're like, it's either, oh, Cam Whitmore for – to the Rockets, the Rockets love Cam Whitmore. They love Cam Whitmore, or it's, I don't know, I don't know. I think he could <laughs> fall to ten, but I just, I, I can't find why. Like, did he have a meltdown in the workout? Did he, did this happen? Did, I mean, there is no, there is no reason for it. And and years pass. Anytime we start hearing these crazy things, it's just all smokescreen. I think he's going to be at play for sure at four and five. I do not think he's sneaks up to two or three. Hmm. Is there any other player that you're thinking, you know, there's just a little too much hype on this guy and you could also see potentially fall in this draft? Oh gosh. I mean, it's not, it's not, I don't think it's fair to say these players are falling because of this, that, the other, it's just that other teams are favoring a different player this late in the game. Kobe Buskin kind of shot up late last week um, and is having strong workouts. I talked to a player that was in the gym with him the past couple of weeks, and he said, you know, this dude's a bad mother effer, and whoever drafts him <laughs> is going to get one of the best guards in this draft class. So we're seeing Kobe's name sneak into the lottery as well. I think I have him. Oh, I can't remember. I'm, I'm like, I've done so many iterations of mock drafts. I'm like, I think I have him 12 or 14. I didn't know. I think it's 12 going to OKC. So, um, you know, but you just never know what a team is thinking, especially a team like the Oklahoma City Thunder. Like, re- remember, they took Jalen Williams from Santa Clara last year, who everyone knew was going to be a first round pick, didn't necessarily think was a lottery. So um, it's always interesting to see what Sam Presti does draft night. I appreciate you censoring your language there. Much appreciated, Kristen. Thank you for that. And, and Joe could learn that lesson as well sometimes. I'm wondering <laughs> if you're looking at the draft in general that, you know, the Nuggets are coming off of a championship. Obviously, Nikola Jokic is a centerpiece for that offense. And I wonder how much teams are, say, valuing or perhaps even overvaluating post players because they feel like they need to have some sort of answer to that, that it's all about trying to knock off the Denver Nuggets, and maybe it requires some young post guy to at least slow down Jokic in some capacity. Is there any kind of sense from you know key teams that maybe are in contention for the playoffs but are still drafting highly that that's the goal, is to slow down the front court for the Nuggets, and that's going to be part of making... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. 
Absolutely. I mean, that we're seeing that with Derek Lively shoot up to possibly 10 to the Mavericks, you know, trying to get some rim protection to add alongside their two offensive forces with uh, Kyrie and Luca. And then again at 19, you know, or, or um, excuse me, 18 Miami, who we just saw go head to head with the Nuggets in the finals. They might be targeting Noah Clowney, the, the center of the forward out of Alabama, um, to try to bring some rim protection and grow him alongside Bam Adebayo. So in the case where they face the Nuggets again down the road, they have a little bit more presence to stop. So, But the problem with this draft is there is not a lot of rim protection bigs other than Vic, Victor Wimbanyama. And then I would say the next possible one, Jairus Walker is more of a stretch four. He doesn't really offer a lot of rim protection. He is He's a unit. He's a big body. He's 6'8", 250. But in terms of that rim protection, Derek Lively is next. And then I would say probably Noah Clowney in that, you know, sweet spot between 17 to 23. Kristen, which, uh, if, if I were to ask you about a player that is your favorite or one of your favorites that not enough people are talking about, that we have not talked about in this conversation yet, where would you go? A player that you would buy stock in? I mean, Anthony Black, hands down. I mean, he's going to be probably around the 8, 9, 10 pickup. But when all, said and, when all is said is done, if everyone's healthy, he could end up being the most productive guard in this entire draft class. Obviously, Victor Wimbanyama, what he's projected as a generational type franchise-changing player. But when I'm looking at someone, I'm like, who's the next Tyrese Halliburton? Who's the next? And remember, Tyrese fell outside the top 10 and then proved everyone wrong and was in a front runner for rookie of the year. I think Anthony Black is going to be that player in this draft class. And also Jalen Hood-Shifino, who, you know, could be a late lottery um, in that mid-first round. Another guard, very hard-nosed. He was at Chris Paul's camp, and Chris brought in Devin Booker and a few other pros to go um, to do some runs to do some five on five against these kids and he told me Chris Paul told me that Jalen was one of the toughest guards he's ever gone up against at the young level so I think he's going to be another player that is a very very productive pro is there anyone you think could sneak into the first round maybe some of the big names that we heard during the NCAA tournament is there anyone else that we should you know be keeping our eye out for I'm hearing uh, Julian Phillips from Tennessee. Mind you, he was, he's very raw. Um, he doesn't, he, he didn't, he wasn't very productive in his one year at Tennessee, but he's got that NBA frame and that NBA body for a perimeter player. And yesterday I heard him, I actually have to write about this morning that he could sneak in his, his draft range and, and how well he's working out and what the feedback he's getting from teams is he could go anywhere from 25 to 35 so I'm looking for Julian Phillips to kind of be that Peyton Watson last year. Peyton averaged less than five points, three rebounds at UCLA. The Nuggets picked him up at 30, and now he's an NBA champion. So um, I, I would say that's a player to watch. You know, he, we could hear his name, and everybody watching the broadcast is going to go, who? Who is this? Who is this kid? Um, so, yeah, I've definitely he's the one that I've got my eye on for sure. It, it kind of points to a bigger idea, though. D does it seem like that teams are, are evaluating the NCAA tournament and college experience a little bit more or a little bit less, you know, given, say, age curves and, you know, how many years you're actually going to keep a guy, things like that? I would say there's two things that the NBA values over everything, and that's youth and upside, right? So if you are going – if you if you're looking at your draft board and you're going to – 
you know, draft based on if you're if you're looking, you're going Amari Bailey, who is a freshman at UCLA, who's only 19 years old, or Jalen Wilson, who is an established player at Kansas, won a championship, uh, is a little bit older at 22, 23. I think a team would, um, you know, favor on drafting Amari Bailey over a player like Jalen Wilson because you just you're getting more bang for your buck, right? You're investing in a player. And you have time to imprint your culture, get them with your, get them in the system, get them with your weight staff. And so I think that's why we see so many young players drafted so early is because of the investment. But there is some value, you know, looking at Jaime Hawkes out of UCLA. When we look at what uh, what Caleb Martin did um, for the Miami Heat and their great run. Now everyone's looking at this draft class. Who is the Caleb Martin in this class? And I think it's Jaime Hawkes. So he, we could be hearing his name, you know, a four-year player, kind of like the glue guy, do it all to win. And we could be hearing him as close as, I mean, as early as 22 to the Brooklyn Nets. So it always just depends on what the team needs. But historically speaking, use an upside trump everything else. Oh, yeah. UCLA absolutely loved him. And suffice to say, he will be celebrated for years to come uh, out in Westwood, to say the least. Kristen Peak, NBA draft analyst for Yahoo Sports. Thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we go off the board and we learn what's probably next for Shannon Sharp after leaving Skip Bayless's side right here on the BetQL Network.